good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of Sideline Junkie Sunday Rise NFL pregame show. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG. Joining me now is the man that writes all the checks, makes sure we get paid. The boss, BJ. What's up, everybody? Oh, it's good to be back. Last week we had some some difficulties. Uh, we had some things going on, so we got it together this week. We are back. Um, before we get started, I have to throw a shout out. I'm looking through the books and everything. Junie, first one to a hundred wins this season. He's one hundred one and forty five. One hundred one forty five. Mm. You said so, 101.45 and what? Congratulations to him, but he's got B only four games behind. Can you catch up? Oh, man, come on now. It's only week 11. That's 101.46 and 1.46. But, yeah, it's week 11. But you still – you got six weeks to catch up. And dare I say it, I think somebody may win 200 games again this year. Hey, man, that's what we do over here, man. You know, we pick logically. You know, we pick what our, what our, you know, the stats presented to us. And then sometimes we pick, you know, we use our heart and our gut and, you know, leads us to uh, those those L columns. But, you know, I think we do pretty good over here. And while we're talking about picking, and this is not a plug because this isn't sponsored or anything, but it's a new app called Book It Sports. And um, I found it two weeks ago and trying to get all the junkies to sign up for it. It's, it basically is for free. It, it's, it's just for free. It's in, it's in beta, but it basically keeps track of all your picks. So you can go to, let's see here. You can go to the lines and NFL, and let's just say Philadelphia and Cleveland, for instance. So you can pick the winner of that game. Then you can pick the spread. Are you going to pick – you're going to take the plus three in Philadelphia. You're going to take the favorite uh, at Cleveland by three. And then you get to pick whether you think the game is going to go over or under 46 points. So right there, you have a chance to win or lose three picks just off of one game. So that's kind of what I've been doing. Um, like I said, I just started two, two weeks ago, and I am 37 and 31, 54%. 37 and 31 of, of picking all of the parameters, the winner, the point spread, and the over-under. So if you like teetering with bets or if you've been unsure of how to do it and you were trying to get some experience, man, I suggest download Book It Sports. It's available on Apple and Android. And it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool for people that's kind of if you're full into betting or if you're just trying to get into it, understand what the hell you're doing and understand what all this stuff means. It's a good tool there. Um, you got the feed where, you know, you can chat with people and see what other people are doing as far as their bets and stuff. So check that out. Got to wait for KG to download it so I can just completely stop on him with these bets. Here we go. Here we go. Uh I, I, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's not in the Play Store, so I, I have to download it offline. So, And see, that's a bunch of hogwash. Because I'm, I'm going to send him something in a minute. I'm going to let him know that that's a bunch of hogwash. And uh, I know he's ducking me. That's, that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. It's just a whole bunch of ducking going on here. Oh, yeah, look at this. Centralized sports gaming community. Download now on iOS or Android. Look, can I can I post a picture oh, in the chat? That oh my goodness! Are you so lucky? I can't post a picture in this chat. You're lucky. That's all I'm gonna say to you. Oh man! Hey, here we go. Uh, but all right, I got you. I got you. Now, we got news, notes. We got things to, to talk about. Um, where you want to start first? Ah, I mean, we can start. Doesn't it doesn't even matter. Right. 
We can start wherever you want to start at, man. It's uh, I'll give you the starting point today. Tell me where you want to start at. Uh, dude, uh, what we got? Um, number one, I I know we always keep it home, being located in the DMV, but this whole Ron Rivera, Dwayne Haskins thing is getting on my last damn nerve. Um, hearing that Ron Rivera wants to work with uh, Dwayne Haskins. He wants to develop him. But saying that Alex Smith could be the starter for the foreseeable future, which means the rest of this year into next year. I'm I'm not following. Well, I, don't, I don't understand how you can do that. Well, because multiple reports came out. Multiple reports. So when you following when you're following something, you're trying to figure out from the outside, like we always do. Because we haven't quite got that inside plug with the Redskins yet. We're working on that. We're working on that, rubbing them elbows, networking. So, um, but when you don't have the inside scoop, you have to look from the outside. So, multiple reputable sources said this kid was big headed, very arrogant, and a kind of a show off. So, when you have somebody like Ron Rivera, Versus, let's compare it to the last coach, Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden would he would still be the starter. He would he would you know he would be rubbing everybody the wrong way. I'm talking about Dwayne Haskins, and there would be no stopgap. There would be nothing to buffer that because you know your coach is just a puppet. But when you have somebody like Ron Rivera, a coach with morals with standards, and you know that's going to put you know, you to the fire when you, you you fuck up. This is what you get. You get you get pulled. And you, you have it's crazy that people, you know, and I understand your 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 frustration. You know, I understand the Washington football team's frustration because I've been doing forward for twenty five years in Buffalo. Trying to find a quarterback, trying to do this, trying to do that, trying to be competitive going through the losses, going through the, whatever you want, whatever you name it. Name it, I've been through it. So I understand where y'all coming from, but you have to be patient with this process because I don't think anybody questions that Dwayne Haskins has a NFL arm. It's can you, we've seen plenty of people come to the NFL, the NBA, do just do these two leagues in particular and have bodies ready to play but mentally can't get it right. We talked about Kwame Brown a couple of uh, episodes ago. His body was NBA ready. Mentally, though, for various reasons, he couldn't handle it. If he could have got the mental and the physical together, he would have probably been a really, really uh, way better uh, serviceable player than what he you know, was in his career because he actually had a decent career. You know, he bounced around, but he had, a, you know, a good career. So you're talking about the most important part on the team, which is the quarterback. You can't hide mental on a quarterback. You might be able to hide it on another position, defensive line. Well, all you got to do is rush, 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 you know, fill your gaps. But when you're the quarterback, the spotlight's on you, KG. You can't hide certain things. You can't tolerate certain things. You are the team no matter if you're a good quarterback or a bad quarterback. So when Ron Rivera says, hey, Alex Smith, you know, a QB for the rest of the season, I, th- I think Alex Smith had almost 400 yards last game with no touchdowns, right? I believe you're right. Okay, so, you know, we're talking about – I don't I, – and I know I'm all over the place, and I, it's just things I don't understand. I don't think – I don't understand how people expect that Alex Smith to come back after missing 600 plus days of football, okay, not six games, not a season, 600 plus days of not, no football activity. The guy almost lost his life, his leg, you name it, multiple surgeries, but he's supposed to come back on the damn field and be in rhythm? Like, are you serious? So going into, what is this, his 
third game now mm-hmm. since since coming back. Mm-hmm. All right, so so going into his third game now, you're gonna see more rhythm. You're gonna see more accuracy, better accuracy, better decisions. It's there upstairs. We we don't question Alex Smith's mental right now. The physical is behind because he's missed so much time. Okay, you still have to give this man time to to get adjusted to 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 get in a rhythm to to get the receivers. If if you go back to when he got hurt, the receiving core, the running backs, and the linemen, from when he got hurt to now, it's completely almost different. Kevin Kevin know the roster better than I do. When he got hurt, his starting lineup, the other ten guys versus now, it's it's different. Yeah, it's way better. Yeah, it's different. So you got to get you got to get accustomed back to your receivers, the speed of the game in general. You know how your running back how, likes to hand the ball off. How the center, you know, um, you know, snaps you the ball. You you might you have mental notes in your head. Okay, I know, I know Morgan Moses is a little slow, so I have to you know compensate for that. I know my right side is a little. And I'm not saying Morgan Moses. I'm just making an example. I, I know my right side. You know, whoever's rushing over there today, they're going to be him majority of the time. So I know that. You know, you got to get all that back into rhythm. So, I know you're frustrated, KG, but oh, it's a yeah. process. It's it's a process, and depending on what happens, you might see Dwayne Haskins again because Kyle Allen is done for the rest of the season. Yeah. So you can't, and, and this is what I was saying earlier when he first benched Dwayne Haskins about saying the right thing, not burying him completely, because he could have buried him completely when he pulled him. And like, look, he's just not not going to work. He's never going to quarterback for Washington again. But Ron Rivera didn't say that. Why? Because he's a very good leader, very good coach. He said all the right things. So now if for some reason Alex doesn't work out or, if, you know, forbid Alex gets hurt again, guess who got to come back in the game? Number seven. Exactly. And now you haven't completely torn him down. You know, we've seen how young players react. You tear them completely down. Some of them can't handle it, come in, and they do worse off than what they were. Somebody, Some people need that motivation to come in and light, you know, light that fire on them. So you got to be patient, KG. I got you. Um, patience is the key. I- I'll give you that. Um, but one thing that I don't – I think patience is worn thin, and we talked about this off air, and that's – as much as we love Taysom Hill, he's getting the start today over uh, James Winston. Yeah, oh, indeed. Um, he took all the first team reps in practice, and Taysom. I understand. I, I halfway understand what Sean Payton is doing because you have to see what you're getting from Taysom Hill because this is a contract year, and. You can't use him as a Swiss Army knife. You can't use him as a Cordell Stewart. You got to figure out what you can do with him long term. Can he be a starting quarterback in this league? But with Jameis, you have that already. You your, your job is to go out and win games. You know you're still in the hunt. To this is something you do when the season is is done. When you know you're not making the playoffs, but. Tell me how you feel about Taysom Hill getting a start over Jameis Winston, who threw for 30 touchdowns last year, along with 5,000 yards. Uh, I'll hang up and listen to you. Well, don't completely hang up on me, man. I don't want to be here by myself. But I'm, I'm going to tell you, we talked we talked about this a little bit when it was announced that uh, Taysom Hill was you know, taking the starter reps and the decision was made that, you know, Jameis wouldn't see any first team reps. So, you know, you you, you feel some type of way because we like Jameis. We feel like Jameis, if given the right opportunity, can be a really good quarterback in the league. You know, if the right opportunity, right system, um, <clears throat> maybe some, you know, more tutelage, you know, to help him, you know, not make the mistakes he made last season, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 5,000 yards. You don't trip over 5,000 yards. You don't throw for 5,000 yards and be an average quarterback. You know, you got to have some skill with that. But with that being said, and I kind of felt like you the first 
you know, we talked about it. Why is Jameis not getting a start? We was kind of in our feelings. But then you got to step back like you always do. You got to think of it rationally and why this is happening the way it is. So when Taysom Hill signed his contract, Sean Payton, which is I consider a platinum coach, one of the top tier coaches, he's made a promise to him that if you if it, if there is a chance if if Drew Brees to go down, you'll start. So this is him keeping his promise to Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill could come in and play three or four series and look horrible, and he could pull and pull him in and and pull put Jameson. But he's fulfilled his promise to Taysom Hill. Okay. Also, like KG said, you have to see what you have going forward. Drew Brees, how old is Drew Brees, KG? Uh, Drew Brees is an ageless wonder. I think Drew Brees is 175 years old. He might be 175. But uh, no, nah, I think he's, uh, what, 40, 41? Brady's 42, so Brees is 41. Okay, so yeah, he's. we're not talking about the QB of the future here. We're talking about any moment, Drew Brees can be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and be with my family and stuff. I'm done. You know? Uh, body, you know, body's not healing like it, 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 it normally would. Hurting a little bit more. So now he does that at the end of the season. You have nothing on Taysom Hill. You know what Jameis can do. Just think of this logically. We, we know Jameis can QB in this league. Jameis needs to be tutored. And I think the perfect person to tutor him to cut down those mistakes would be Sean Payton. But you have to see what you have for Taysom Hill. You've used him as, like KG said, beautiful analogy, a Swiss Army knife. So now it's time. I Hey, kid, it's time for you to start and really play this whole game, not, not come in as a, a decoy or a surprise. Nah, whole game. It's you. Let's see what the arm can do. Let's see if your mental – and your arm can lead a team down the field and score touchdowns. Now, I don't know gimmick shit. So I'm good with I'm good with Taysom Hill starting because it's, it's a promise Sean Payton made to him. Give him a chance. That's that's all we ask of give these people a chance. Give them a chance. It's no different than a, a black quarterback in the same position. Taysom Hill has been a professional. He hasn't complained. He's been a you know a, 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 just a perfect pro, you know. He's he's came in done what's asked of him, and now he gets to showcase if it's a uh, if he's ready for the real you know the the real deal. So KG, what you think? Well, I think the way you put it. You know, Taysom Hill can play really, really bad, and you can insert Jamison. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe teams are prepared, and it, it, it would be smart. Now, this is where your coaching expertise has came in. Give You know, Jamison is, is a gamer. He's a baller. But give Taysom Hill all first-team reps, reps. Start Taysom Hill. Okay, the game plan, the defensive game plan uh, is – and who, 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 the Saints are playing – um um um. The Falcons. Falcons. So the Falcons come in. They prepare for Taysom Hill. They looking at tape on Taysom Hill. Okay, he, he does this. He does that. And then all of a sudden, Taysom Hill comes in on the first series. And let's say they they might go three and out. Punt. Defense holds. They get the ball back. Then all of a sudden, here comes good old faithful Jameis. And they like, oh hell, we not prepared for Jameis. Um, and then all of a sudden, Jameis goes out and has a good game. And then next week. Teams to play prepare for Jameis, and then you start Taysom. You don't know who they're going to start, so you better prepare for both. Yeah, I mean, but that, you know what the thing you know how thing, it is. The thing, yeah, and the thing is, when, I think if you if you're starting Jameis, people have tape on Jameis. You know, they they know what Jameis is going to do. You know, you 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 seen them in Tampa. All you got to do is pull the Tampa Bay tape up. So it's Taysom that's the question mark. Like you haven't seen a full game from Taysom. The full game, what he can do, how he reads defenses, all game. Not for just one specific play 
they practice a hundred times. You know, okay, if this man is open right here, you throw it. If not, run to the seam right here. That's an, it, you, yeah, okay, that's gonna work. You when you do it a couple times a game, out of a couple different sets. But now, okay, here's the offensive playbook. We need you to run these plays. Mm-hmm. And now we got to see if you can run these plays all game. You got to see if you can read a defense all game because I guarantee the Falcons coming today. The Falcons coming because I want to know if I'm a defensive coordinator and, and this is Taysom Hill first start, I want to make this your last start. I'm coming. I'm blitzing 70% of the day. You're going to have to prove to me that you could beat me with your arm and your mind. I am coming. There's five people coming all day from somewhere. And, and like we talked, we joked about this when, when, the, when the, the Washington football team drafted Chase Young. When you come out there and you see a UPS man on the field, that's, that's the decoy. You're like, what the hell is a UPS man? Then by the time you do that, you sacked. <laughs> right, you sacked. Right, you, you, you come up to the line. And you look now, one of the defensive linemen don't have pants on. Just a jock strap. By the time you figure out what's going on, you sacked. That's the way it's supposed to be. I, hey, KG, I, if, I'm, if I'm the Falcons defensive coordinator today, I'm sending no less than five every down. I don't care what y'all do. I, I don't care. Mike Thomas, Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Number seven. I think that's his number. Number seven. Got to prove to me that he he can throw the ball, and if he proved to me during throughout the game he can throw the ball, I might let up a little bit. But if he pissed me off, I'm I'm gonna bring six or seven. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, you you did five. Let me see if you can handle six or seven. Let's see how you, how quick your reaction time is. If you can find an open man, you're gonna have to prove this to me in your first start. Spoken like the true coach, the true defensive coordinator. This is the same man that said that he would have pop one kids blitzing so hard when they go to the next level, they come to the sideline looking for the play. We not blitzing. That's right. Let them have it, man. That's right. That's right. That's 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 why Pop Warner and stuff is rules and how many people you can blitz and stuff. That's just because of people like me. I'm blitzing 11. <laughs> I'm blitzing 11, and when the last person comes, I'm run, the coach running behind it. I'm blitzing too. <laughs> and you stop all, you stop everybody. I'm blitzing the coach on the sideline. Y'all blitz, yeah, you, you stop it. Hey, man, it, it's, you know, you, you, watch, you watch these games, and, you know, I know we, we, we're side, we call ourselves a sideline junkies for a reason, because we on the sideline, you know, but you watch some of these games, and, the lack of creativity on offense and defense. And then when you watch a team like Kansas City on offense, uh, when you watch um, um, a good defensive team, you know, when you watch the power and marvel of Aaron Donald in the middle, where you you could just flip a coin and call a play. Aaron Donald going to do what he do. You know, it, you, you know, it, you appreciate – when you see um, creativity. True indeed. You know, so. Now, let's get into these picks. Uh, outside of Washington, uh, Cincinnati, I think I have um, two, maybe one, two, three, maybe four games, mostly in the four o'clock and eight o'clock and tomorrow night frames. Uh, it's no really. It's one one o'clock game that's really jumping off the page of me that I'm I'm anxious to see. What about you? Um, I got. Let me tell you what I got. I got the Chiefs and the Raiders tonight. Mm-hmm. That's one of the I ones got I got. The, the Rams and the Buccaneers tomorrow. I have the Packers and the Colts at four four today. Mm-hmm. Um. The Dolphins and the Broncos I have circled before personal team reasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and then, of course, the Titans and the Ravens. 
Okay. And the Titans and the Ravens is the one that jumps off the page at me for one o'clock. Okay. Okay. So let's get into them. You want to do the, uh, the Titans and the Ravens first? Yeah, let's do Titans and Ravens first. Okay. Let's do Titans and the Ravens. Let me pull up some stats here. Just a couple of stats. Uh, let's see. Total yards per game. The Titans are 11th at 373.9, and the Ravens are 22nd at 348.1. Passing yards per game, 24th, the Titans are. And 31st, the Baltimore Ravens are at 184.1 a game. And here's where we get juicy. Rushing yards per game, 6th, the Titans are, 148.7. The Ravens are 1st at 164 yards a game. Um, yards allowed, the Tennessee Titans are 25th at 398.1, and the, the Ravens are 8th at 323. So the Ravens come into this game with the best rushing offense in the league and one of the better defenses in the league. Um, the, Ra- uh, the, the Titans are first in turnover differential, plus 10, and the Ravens are ninth at plus three. So, KG, I'm gonna let you roll first, man. What do you what do you see from this game? I, I guess I need to give you the spread. I'm gonna give you the, the favorite is Baltimore plus uh, minus six. Um, let's see, the over under is fifty. I'm gonna be honest with you, B. Number one, coming looking into this game, the first thing I'm on my mind is. I want Lamar to shut up the haters and anybody that has listened to us for the last three years, we've been on the lane before the draft. And we talked about him uh, combine and, you know, the disrespect and everything like that. We've been a fan of his and we know what he can do. He showed that he wasn't a running quarterback, predominantly running quarterback in college when he won the Heisman. He showed that when he came in the league, but everybody's saying, oh, well, maybe he's not that good. Shut the fuck up. It pisses me off when people say that. Shut up. I mean, you act like he's not allowed to have an off year. You act like Patrick Mahomes is just like the greatest thing since the egg white omelet, and he didn't have a down year. Come on now. He had a down year and won a Super Bowl. So don't give me all that. But – Tennessee is up and down, and I've I, I've watched enough Tennessee games this year, six and three. Um, but it, the key to beating Tennessee: stop King Henry. That's it, and that's all. Stop King Henry, but that's a load to bring down. If if uh you can uh stop King Henry, you win this ball game. So that's the key. But I got Baltimore winning this one. It won't be a 50. You said the uh, the, the over-under was 50? Yeah, 50. It's not going to be that high scoring. Baltimore Baltimore going to give you 24. I'll say 24-20 Baltimore. All right, I'm going to go into this. I'm, I'm going to be devil's advocate just a bit, okay? Lamar, we, we've been on the Lamar Jackson train since the beginning. And I'm going to say this and, you know, take this how you take it. Lamar Jackson is a dynamic playmaker. Dynamic playmaker. But he's a middle-of-the-pack quarterback, if that's going to make sense to you. Which, which means, when I say a dynamic playmaker, he can make dynamic plays with his arm and his legs. But when I rate him quarterback-wise, he's in that 12 to 18 range. Sometimes he can be 12. Sometimes he, right lately he's been 18. And like KG said, it's nothing wrong with having a, a slow streak. You know, you sometimes, you know, you just go through a, a streak where you're not productive, a quarterback. So this is where, you know, we talk about creativity on offense. People have, you know, kind of figured out what the Ravens want to do. Now you got to figure out some other pages on the playbook to open up for Lamar to, to get out of the, 31st ranked passing yards a game offense. That's one from the bottom. So, you know, the Ravens are coming in here looking pretty bad passing-wise. Now, you know, they've been doing their thing, running the ball and defensively, of course. And KG is right. You stop King Henry, you hold the Tennessee Titans down. 
But lately, sometimes you get a, a, a Ryan Tannehill that wants to play ball and throw the ball around the field. So I'm kind of surprised that the Baltimore Ravens are favored so heavily, six points. I think that's a lot versus Tennessee. Um, I believe next week. So ten, Baltimore got a, a tough, tough little road. They have to play Tennessee this week, I believe, and then Pittsburgh next week. So, you know, um, man. Ah, KG. I think it's going to be under 50. I think both teams defensively. But I got Tennessee winning this game. Um, I got Tennessee 21-17. Oh, my God. I can't believe I just did that. Tennessee 21-17, KG. Oh, Lord. I can't believe you just did it either. But it's in the book now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, let's – everything else we got is either – this afternoon, tonight, or tomorrow. So, um, now I know you said Dolphins Broncos was a personal effect. I mean, Delonte's the Bronco fan. The Dolphins are in your division. Uh, you want to give a quick pick on that? And, and that's exactly why it's a personal thing because this is a different Dolphins team than the Bills play at the beginning of the season. Ryan Fitzpatrick was leading them, different offense. Now, Tua. Tongue by Alua is starting. And this is a whole different Dolphins team. Whole different team. They're six and three. They have a cakewalk schedule the next couple games. We the Buffalo Bills played them last game of the season, week 17. And I'm starting to believe if Tua keeps playing like he's playing, that's going to be for the division. The Dolphins and the Bills. So everybody got to pump the brakes on this. Buffalo's going to run away with the division stuff because Buffalo got to a couple of more games they got to play. They got they still got to play Pittsburgh. Um, I don't have the Dolphins schedule in front of me, but um, they're favored by three and a half today against the Broncos in Denver. And I'm just hoping Denver plays ball today and maybe knock them off their horse just a minute because Buffalo's on a bye week. So it would be nice to see the Dolphins lose today. But I'm not picking. That's not going to be my official pick. That's just the personal preference of seeing the Broncos win today. I'll give you my pick later. Well, what's next? What's next? <laughs> uh-huh, next up, all right. Uh, Green Bay versus Indianapolis. That's 7-2 mm. and two Green Bay. And I had to look at the, the Colts' record, and they are sneaky 6-3. and three. Yes, they are. Your former uh, AFC East um, – counterparts formally yeah they, that, that that they are um let's run down the uh league rankings real quick uh, points per game green bay third 30.8 indianapolis 14 to 26.9 passing yards a game green bay six 274.3 indianapolis 10 262.4 yards allowed green bay packers ninth 335.9 the Indianapolis Colts are first, KG, 290.4. First in yards allowed per game. Mm. Yeah, something got to give today. Mm-hmm. Something has to give today. Um, You want me to go first or you want to go first? You take this one first. All right, so something has to give today. And guess what? It's always – if number 12 is lined up on the other side, I'm always going to side with number 12. Number 12 is just that special. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Um, Phillip Rivers on the other side. I think it's going to be – oh, I forgot to tell you the uh, – it's uh, 48 is the over-under. I'm sorry, 51 and a half. They opened at 48 and a half. Current over-under is 51 and a half. And Indianapolis is a one-and-a-half point favorite at home. I'm going to go over 51 and a half, and I'm taking Green Bay 31 31- 28. Mm. Now, you said you talked about Aaron Rodgers, and, you know, A Rod is showing you that he is top five, top three in the league in quarterbacks. Um, dare I say he's a generational talent? 
Um, but on the other side, you can't gloss over the man on the other side, and that is future Hall of Famer, Philip Rivers. And I think he will be a first ballot along with uh, Ben Roethlisberger and Eli Manning out of that 2004 draft. You got three Hall of Fame quarterbacks, one of the best quarterback drafts possibly since 83 because of the, the amount of talent that came out. And what is that? Four Super Bowl rings between three quarterbacks? No matter what you say about Eli, I don't want to hear nobody calling me about Eli. Eli is a Hall of Famer first ballot. So, but I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to have enough. And it's going to be a close one. What you said, you said 31 28? 10 uh, 4, 31 28. I'll go 38 38 35, Green Bay. All right. So. That's going to lead us with, uh, I think we got, we both have the same two games up, which is the tonight's game and tomorrow night's game. Yeah. Okay. So Chiefs and Raiders tonight. The Raiders, mm-hmm. the Raiders beat the Chiefs week number five. This mm-hmm. is a AFC West divisional matchup. Uh, Kansas City is favored by seven and a half. They were favored heavily in week five. Over under 56 and a half. Um, oh, wow. Second in points is Kansas City, 31.8. 28.3, Las Vegas is eighth. Passing yards, 295.3, the number one passing offense in the league, Kansas City. Las Vegas, the 21st passing offense in the league at 230.7. Rushing yards, man, Kansas City, 14th, 113.7 a game. The Raiders come in 7th KG, 139.1 yards rushing a game, all right? Defensively, Kansas City, yards allowed 14, 354.1, and the Raiders 377.4, which is good for 21st KG. Take it away. You're going to take this one first. Brother, I'm going to put it to you like this. Josh Jacobs. Josh freaking Jacobs is going to run wild, wild on Kansas City today. It's going to be a slobber knocker in my Jim Rawls voice. It's going to be a goddamn, stop the goddamn match. But it's going to be 29, Las Vegas. You're going with Las Vegas? Yes, sir. I'm going. I, I got to go. I got I to gotta go with uh, smart money. I, I think we all went with Kansas City last time we five, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. We all went with Kansas City. And we all lost. And we all lost. Um, I think Kansas City is going to have a small chip on their shoulder. That was earlier in the season. Still a little Super Bowl hungover. They look like – they're not look like – they look – they do have their groove back. Number one passing offense. Um, they've struggled. Now, I don't want to say they struggled. You got to realize that they're the Super Bowl champs. So every team they play, this is these teams' Super Bowl playing Kansas City. So every team is getting up to play them. And when you, you know, when you get in that, they, they got it a little bit last year because they were one of the hot teams. But when you're the champs and you're coming town, it's a whole different feel. But today, I think they're going to get the, the, the Raiders back from that week five loss. And they lost in Kansas City. So they get to go to that brand new pretty stadium in Las Vegas and give the Raiders a L today, a hot, fresh L off the plate. The, the plate, the waiter's telling you that plate is 500 degrees. Please don't touch the plate. That's the, that's the, the L the Raiders are getting today. I'm going with the Chiefs. I'm going to go under. The 56 and a half. But I'm going Chiefs. I'm going to say 24 to 20 Chiefs. I can't be mad at you. All right. And that makes the last game on the slate for us today, which is tomorrow night's game. And that's the Rams at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, as of right now, Tampa Bay is favored by four and a half. And the over under on points is 48. 
So here's what we got to tell of the tape league rankings. Points per game, Tampa Bay is six at 29.6 a game. Don't tell the Saints that. Um, the Rams come in at 18 to 24 even. Let's see. Passing yards, the Rams are 11th, 261.2. The Buccaneers are 9th, 260.4.6. Rushing yards, the Rams 8th, 134.3. Um, looking uh, like a smart move, them letting go of Todd Gurley week by week. And the Tampa Bay come in at 23rd at 103.9 yards allowed. The Rams are second, 296.4. Ooh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming in right behind them at third at 300.3 a game. KG went first, so I'll do this one first. Um, Tampa Bay got a burst. Tampa Bay got embarrassed playing the Saints. They, was it they only scored three points? I think KG. Mm-hmm. They got embarrassed. Tom Brady got embarrassed against basically who that that was that's for the division. Who that the Saints or the Buccaneers are going to win this division, and they got embarrassed. So number twelve on the other side, we got another number twelve, and that's you know terrific Tom. Tom, after Tom gets embarrassed, Tom comes back with a vengeance. And I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay today. I think they're going to come out. I think, I don't think, I know they've been putting in work today to figure out what a whole, you know, last week to figure out what happened, what went wrong. And I think I'm going to go with Tampa Bay coming out victorious today. I think that they're going to cover that four and a half. I think this is going to be, uh, Tampa Bay, I'd say 31 to 24. I cannot argue with that because I also have Tampa Bay, but I think that Antonio Brown come it's a coming out party with and people are gonna start throwing around greatest duo with Mike Evans and Antonio Brown, but hold your horses on that. It's gonna be a good game for those two guys. Gronk's gonna get in his groove. I got Tampa Bay, thirty-one to seventeen. Okay. So. Hey man. Well, our uh, do we have we have we done a live Sunday rise yet? Not yet. And then, okay, so this is the first one. This is the very first one. That's right. Last week was supposed to be the first one. Right. Okay. Okay. Hey man, I think I think for our first Sunday rise live, I think we did a hell of a job, man. What you what? think? Oh. I, we did, but we can't leave just yet. Oh, what, what, what we got left? What we, we got. got left? Unfortunately, I know you don't want to do it because I really don't want to do it. But we do have to talk about Cincinnati and Washington because we are. Oh able to man, Cincinnati and Washington! I had already flushed that down the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Hey man, let's. Hey, I'm gonna go first on Cincinnati and Washington. Let me give you the preview of the day: the Washington football team is uh, favored by one and a half. The over-under on points is 47 and a half. Um, let's see here. Uh, Washington is two and seven. Cincinnati, two, six, and one. Uh, points per game, Washington is 29th at 20 points a game. Cincinnati's 22nd at 22.7. Passing yards a game, Cincinnati is 16th, 252.2. The Washington football team at 232, that's good for 20th. Rushing yards, Washington 30th, 91.9 a game. Cincinnati 21st at 105.4 a game. Yards allowed, Washington number seven, 320.7 a game. The Bengals 26, 398.2. I'm going to go first because this is KG squad. I've been getting burnt picking the Washington football team for the last couple of weeks. Um, I, I I really think, and I'm not saying this to be a smart ass or, you know, bullshit with anybody. I think they're like a step away from winning, like putting it together and win. And watching Alex Smith almost throw for 400 yards. Now, he didn't have any touchdowns, but watching him almost throw for 400, you know, it's encouraging. Like I told you in the beginning of the broadcast, 
he needs time to get reacquainted with football, not just the Washington offense. This man hasn't played football in two years. So I think this week you're going to see another step forward. Now, is it going to be enough to outdo Joe Burrow? Because he has been balling. Joe Burrow has that will not to lose. He just doesn't have a good team around him right now. Now, can Washington hold ground at home? Usually the the home team is a three-point favorite. They only got one and a half. Can Washington hold ground, score enough points? Because that's been the issue, not being able to score, put points on the board. Um, and, and keep Cincinnati at bay. Oh, I am going to say no, not today. Not today. I think Cincinnati, I think Washington, they're going to take a, a step forward and they're going to take a half step back. I think Alex Smith is going to throw for, I say, two touchdowns today. But I think I think Joe Burrow outdoes outduels him, and, and I say that because the Washington offense, it, you know, gets stagnant and keeps you know three and out, three and out, and that's going to tire out the defense. We talk about this every week. This defense is number seventh in yard allowed. They're doing something right, but when your offense doesn't move the ball and you have to continuously trot out on the field after every you know three and out, three and out, three and out. That gets discouraging, and I think that's going to you're going to see more of that today. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the under today of 47. So I'm going to go Cincinnati 24 and Washington 17. And like KG said, I'm gonna hang up and listen. Oh man, the thing about this Washington football team, uh, they start off very very slow. They have no touchdowns on opening drives this season, which is discouraging. But when they're down in the second half, the defense tightens up, the offense starts moving, they start putting points up. I believe they, if I'm not mistaken, they're in the top five in points in the second half. I need that to be flipped this week. Starting this week, that has to be flipped. I need them to get up early and then play conservative and time-consuming eat away at the clock in the second half, you know, letting Antonio Gibson and J.D. McKissick run. I don't know if I heard Bryce Love's off the injured reserve. Is he going to play? I'm excited to see Bryce Love, but am I ever going to see him is the question. Uh, This is a battle of number one pick versus number two pick. And hopefully, just hopefully, the number two pick meets the number one pick in the backfield and, you know, when Chase Young sacks Joe Burrow today, he said, hey, Joe, how you doing down there? You good? And Joe Burrow looks up and like, he kind of crushing my spleen there, Chase, but I'm all right. I mean, that's what I want. I want Chase Young to live in Joe Burrow's face this week. This is going to be a short week for us, so we have to get out of this game quickly, uninjured. And be prepared because we got a game on, th- on Thanksgiving Day. Classic matchup, uh, Washington and Dallas. We've only got one win on Thanksgiving. And I want to roll into Thanksgiving on a high note. So it's not going to be a high-scoring affair. But defense will take this one today. The only touchdown scored in this game will be a defensive touchdown by the Washington football team. Washington wins 13 to 9. Well, I told you I'm not gonna let Washington burn me this week. So we'll see. We'll see how they how they roll today. Like, you know, they're they're on that prove list. You have to prove to me that y'all can move the ball and put touchdowns on the ball. Moving the ball and having, you know, garbage time yards and stuff as you know, you having to throw when you're down, that's cool. But I need to see it do through the game. Can y'all right. move the ball during the game where, where it counts and put some, mm-hmm. you know, touchdowns up? So uh, we'll see about that. So now officially, KG, I don't think we have anything left, baby. That's it for this live podcast. No, because we got to get out of here. Uh, I'm watching NFL on Fox pregame show, greatest pregame show next to ours, of course. Of course. But uh, just a lot going on. And uh, – 
a quick question. This just a yes to know before we get out of here. Okay. Greg Olson hurt rupture uh plantar fasciitis. Oh. Uh, do you think that's the end of his career? Do you think he'll still try to come back? I hope that's the end of his career because he he's taking he's taking a beating. He's taking a lot. Um, yeah. You know, over hit over the last couple of years. I know he probably doesn't want to go out like that, but at the same time, it's just like you got to know when to call it. And I think it's probably time to call it for Greg, Greg Olson just for him to save his body for his family, you know, to be able to have some somewhat of a normal, you know, body movement when he, you know, retires. So I hope that's it for him. Well, with that being said, this has been – Another production of Sideline Junkies. That's the boss, BJ. Uh, I'm the big guy, KG. Don't forget to go back and listen to the WrestleManiacs from last night. Also, this show will be available in about 15 minutes on every streaming platform. So be sure to turn your notifications on. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Join our Facebook group, Sideline Junkies 24-7. But we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace.